Andy Samberg. I know. I saw that. Does Andy Samberg belong in this list? And backstory here, Sarah is obsessed with Andy Samberg. She's talked about it a few times in the pod. Multiple times. How she, Sarah thinks he's extremely good looking. I do. I like. I still don't understand. <laughs> Who are nobody you? really? Andy Samberg is good. Li- we actually have. Oh, it's not in this room. We we have a, a framed picture mm-hmm, yes. of Andy Samberg from yes. like your college days. Yes. You yes. Used to somebody just keep that in your. No. Dorm? No. No. Somebody got it for me for my birthday. So like, let's just clarify. This was not me hunting down a photo of Andy Samberg that says "Pillow Talk" with Andy Samberg on it. Somebody gave this to me as a gift. Sarah, that's weirder because you <laughs> talked about Andy Samberg so much. That somebody said, hey, what's a good gift for Sarah? Oh, f- how about this weird-ass picture of Andy Samberg? Uh, She'll love it. And that was like 10 years ago, and yeah, you still was, have yeah. it. Yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Mailbag episode. episode. Uh, so once every, I don't know, three months or so, we like to just sit down and have an overarching conversation on the pod about rom-coms. And most of the time... We want to focus on things that you have given a life of their own, like on our social media. Oftentimes, you know, we post an episode and we get a flurry of messages afterwards over the next few days. Like, oh, you should have mentioned this or like, oh, what about that? Totally agree with Devin. Mostly it's totally agree with Sarah. But anyway, it's never totally agree with Devin. But anyway. (laughs) So this episode is all about and for you. Before we get started, if you want to add to our next mailbag episode, we're on Instagram at Romcom Rewind on TikTok. We also have an email address, romcomrewind at gmail.com. Yeah, your grammar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he replies to emails, just, just uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, the first, the very first email we received, um, I'll admit, I responded to that one, did not go well. Mm. I well no, the response was good. <laughs> it was just like... There's some grammatical errors. That's all. Avery emailed us and was talking about like Mamma Mia. And I said, yeah, after Letters to Juliet, we definitely need more. I said, (laughs) I misspelled this poor person's name twice. It's Amanda Seafried. Yes. I said Amy (laughs) Seafriend. How? (laughs) So you know what? If we don't get any more emails, I understand. Okay, guys, I get it. That, that was bad. <laughs> but you totally can send us an email, for sure. <laughs> There's lots can, of ways to get a hold of us. It can almost be part of the bit. You can oh send an email. God. It's going to be a very grammatically inappropriate response. Just know but... that when you send an email, it's to Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram messages go straight to Sarah. Email goes straight to Devin. Yep. Decide who you want to talk to, you know? <laughs> um. So, yes, everything that we're going to talk about today, it, it's all about you. Conversations that we've had with you either through Instagram or what have you, that have kind of evolved from just episodes on the pod. So the first thing that we have to talk about is the Is That Guy Good-Looking group. Yes. A few episodes ago, we did Hope Floats starring Sandra Bullock and our topic of discussion, Harry Connick Jr. It sure was. Because I thought after watching that movie, you know what, this guy deserves... (laughs) To be the first on an honorary list, a group we're here to talk about. Harry belongs in the, is that guy good looking group? Yes, because sometimes he is. And then other times we're like, mm, nah. That's that. That's yeah. exactly what this group is about. There exactly. are a lot of guys who on any given day, I just can't tell. Is is he good looking? I don't know. Sometimes I see him I'm like, hey, that's a good looking guy. Yeah. Sometimes you see him and you're like, no, of course <laughs> not. 
<laughs> so um, after that episode, we received a lot of suggestions for who we else did. belongs in that group. Yes, it was awesome. It was such a hot topic. I loved it. Um, and I mean, we're still talking about it and it's been weeks. I guess there's three groups. There's yeah. the genuinely good looking. We all know that group. Mm-hmm. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. Not good looking. Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, continue, continue. So, bad look. And then there's this group that's somewhere in the middle <laughs> where these yeah. guys are just on the spectrum between they could be in the one group, they could be in the other. They're, they're kind of in both worlds. He, uh, yes, 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 they are. They are. So Harry Connick Jr., I think we agree, belongs in that group. 100%. Let's go through the suggestions that we received. From okay. You. Pete Davidson. Yeah. Is that guy good looking? So I don't think he's good looking. Okay. But I can understand how people would think that he would be in this category because sometimes he could be really good looking and then other times he may not be so stellarly good looking, especially like when he dyes his hair like frosty, like almost white, you know? He's got that like um, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, no. Machine Gun. Yeah. Skinny white dudes who have way too many tattoos. And it's like, I feel like you, I just want to buy you a hamburger or something. Like, you you eating okay? (laughs) Now he's with Kim Kardashian, so like yes. gotta be okay. Which like I really wanna uh it's just I, I just have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many, so yeah. many questions. About I that. know. But I'll never get answers to them. Just in terms of personality, her going from Kanye West to yeah. Pete Davidson. I don't I don't what quite is understand it. If somebody understands it, please let me know because I really I really wanna know. But Pete Davidson gets a spot in the is that guy good looking? Yes, he does. Okay. Robert Pattinson. We actually just watched the Batman. We did last. Oh, this week. Yeah, yeah. He's angry. Oh, Gotham. Yeah, and I remember during that movie, there's a, there's a few scenes where he is Bruce Wayne, and <laughs> he's like, I literally leaned over to Devin during the movie, and I was like, Oh my gosh, talk about emo teen angst. Oh this yeah, is truly encompassed in this character. That's that's my chemical romance. Yes, in he did a right phenomenal there. job at the whole teenage emo <laughs> angst situation. Um. I think he's a heartthrob in a way, like Twilight. I think like all everybody kind of went nuts for him during the Twilight era. Sure, um, he's been in a few things since. Like it, he does belong in this because every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he is good looking. But then I'm like, there's so- there's just something about him that's not quite. See, I disagree. I think he's just good looking. I think you he think just is. He's got a nice chiseled jaw. He's got a chiseled he's jaw. Got a good jaw. He's kind of yeah. He's kind of teen angsty. But he's never bad looking, I think. Oh, I don't know about that because that emo teen angst was bad looking <laughs> That's for not me. Like I was like, Sarah. you know, when, yeah. um, oh my god, when Andy Circus was like, "Go take a shower," I was like, "Yeah, go take a shower and wash your face." You, you, wash, I, your face. you wash that, in, yeah. <laughs> go wash your the face. Black makeup from your <laughs> eyes. And, um, next, this is kind of a. Uh, I think he's in a similar boat. Adam Driver. Okay, I really. <laughs> I don't know what it is about You're him. You're about to say something weird right now. I can feel it. <laughs> I actually think he's good looking. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I God. don't know why. I don't know why. But because there were times, you know what, though? He does belong in this category because there are times, like especially, you know, during Star Wars and like a few other movies that he's done most recently, there are times where I'm like, mm, no, no. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. But then like there's other times when I look at him and I'm like, yeah, you are really good looking. Like, I find he has so much charisma on screen that when you're watching him, you say, wow, like, he actually, he's kind of charming, he's kind of good looking. If you just look at a photo of Adam Driver and his mouth isn't moving and he's not talking, you're like, it's not a good looking guy. (laughs) No, it's true. No, just a photo of Adam Driver, not a good looking guy. Acting, he's got some charm. I was just about to say, because I think it is his acting that makes him 
more endearing. Yeah. Some people, you know, when they open their mouths, you want them to close it. <laughs> yeah. And not say anything. Yeah. And that makes them hotter. Whereas like Adam Driver, I think him opening his mouth makes him hotter. Ooh. Okay. So I think we agree. No, you think he belongs no, no, no. in the I good do think, group. No, I think he does belong in this group. Maybe that same scenario could be said for the next person on our list. Okay. Channing Tatum. Okay. And here's the thing. There is one person. So we, <laughs> yes, we, we yes, had a few yes. responses <laughs> yeah. that said Channing Tatum just straight up. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily a good looking guy or a not good looking guy. He's kind of in the middle. One person did say Channing Tatum specifically with his shirt on mm-hmm. belongs in this group. This is like my favorite response. One of them. Because um, we're saying here that he does not belong in this group when his shirt is off, that he is a 10 out of 10. Right. And then when he puts a shirt on, that it's like, well... Yeah, looking? Yeah. Yeah, like, I understand. Like, I get it. Because, you know, Magic Mike, it was like, yep. But Thank how, you. I've never watched the movie. How... What percentage of that movie is he shirtless? Oh, quite is a bit. 50-50? Like yeah, you know what? I haven't seen it in years. Um, And I think there's two or three of them, and I... Either haven't seen the third because I was like, oh, you know, like whatever. Um, but I think I've seen the first two. Yeah, and like they're mostly naked, not naked. Like they're not fully like, oh my gosh, wow. but like they're <laughs> they're shirtless for sure. They're shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> so so does he belong in the? Is that guy good looking okay. group? Okay. In my opinion, I don't think he belongs in this group at all really? because he's too hot. Like okay. he's too good looking. Okay, this is on the other spectrum of the argument. Adam Sandler. No, like he is never good looking. Because is he just not good looking? There is like no piece of me that thinks that he's good looking. Yeah, agreed. I can understand though. Like it's like, no, you know what? I can't. No, I just don't think he's good looking. I just can't. I just his humor doesn't get to me. Like it, it doesn't. Um, it's not for me anymore. You know, like his movies are not funny to me. And I think for him to be good looking, I think people think he's funny. And I think that's part of what his charm is. Like it makes him better looking is his like level of funniness. Can I ruin Adam Sandler and a band for you real quick? (laughs) Sure. Throw Um, it out there. I saw this TikTok. Okay. And it's like bands who sound like a person. Alt J. No. Sounds like it's sung by Adam Sandler. No, Alt J. When they're like, <laughs> it sounds I like love... Adam Sandler. Okay. You may contain the urge to run away, but hold a downward soggy curse and breeze blows. I love Alt J. And it does not sound like Adam Sandler. It sounds like Adam Sandler. Dying. In, like, yes, speak. No, 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 not the Alt J song. All Alt J songs sound like that. But <laughs> you just sang every Alt J song, Devin. Also, I don't know if the YouTube video still exists, but it is one of my all-time favorite YouTube videos. Of if you guys are familiar with Alt J or not, it's hilarious. It's these two guys who I'm pretty sure are very high. Oh, they're for he's eating like rice crispy yeah. squares or whatever. It is one of my favorite YouTube videos. <laughs> they make it's like I think it's titled like How to Make an Alt J Song. Yeah. And it gets me every time. It is it's an old video. I was gonna say like, it's not new. It's no. like it's like YouTube days, like probably like seven years ago. Oh, more than that. These two kids yeah. just a little bit too high. He's got oh, yeah. a loop pedal, I think, <laughs> he and he's just like put it in my But it it all comes together. It as comes an together song. Yeah. and if you were to put that song and an Alt J song beside each other, 
it 100% sounds like it and is pure perfection. <laughs> Next on the list. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Andy Samberg. I know. I saw that. Does Andy Samberg belong in this list? And backstory here, Sarah yeah. is obsessed with Andy Samberg. She's talked about it a few times on the pod. Multiple times, How yes. she, Sarah thinks he's extremely good looking. I do. I like. I still don't understand it. <laughs> Who are Nobody you? really Andy understands. Andy Samberg is good. Lo- we actually have. Oh, it's not in this room. We we have a, a framed mm-hmm. picture yes. of Andy Samberg from yes. like your college days. Yes. You yes. used to just Somebody, keep that in your. No, dorm? no, no. Somebody got it for me for my birthday. So like, let's just clarify. This was not me hunting down a photo of Andy Samberg that says "Pillow Talk" with Andy Samberg on it. Somebody gave this to me as a gift. Sarah, that's weirder because you <laughs> talked about Andy Samberg so much. That somebody said, hey, what's a good gift for Sarah? Oh, f- how about this weird-ass picture of Andy oh. Samberg? She'll love it. And that was like 10 years ago, and yeah, you still was, have yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. That's I hear strange. you. You've told enough people about it that they're like, hey. Well, you know, when people say, like, what's, who's your celebrity crush? I'm like, Andy Samberg. This is weird. Like, that is, like, I really like Andy Samberg. I'm not creepy about it, though. So I thank you so much to everybody who yes, wrote this. thank you so much. We had much. A, a multiple people say Andy Samberg <laughs> belongs in this list. You know what, though? Like, I see everyone's point, and I know I've said that a few times, but, like, honestly, I do get it, because there are some photos of him or, like, sometimes where I'm like, yeah. But he is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what you almost sound like? Uncut gems a little bit. <laughs> no. Uncut no. gems. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Just loop that. <laughs> wow. We Damn also it. don't live anywhere near California. I don't know no. where that came from. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, he like... He is really, I think he's really good looking, but I can appreciate everyone's opinions on that. They may not find him as attractive, attractive at all, even. But I have, I have to say, there are a lot of people who agree with me. When we did that poll a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, people thought he was attractive. So thank you. I'm pretty sure it was like a 55, 45 thing. No, I have saved it Mm. so I can go back and take a look. And the last person, this is a tough one, Zach Efron. Okay, Does so, he belong in the is that guy good looking list? Okay, so I'm wondering if this like people are thinking like is this like Zach Efron like working out Zach Efron? Like I'm talking about like Baywatch Zach Efron, or is it like dad bog dad bod Zach Efron? Because in the last like eighteen months he even did more, he did that like more. Netflix show and people were like, Oh, like, you know, Zach Efron has stopped not working out, but he's just, he's not chiseled He's eating. Anymore. Yeah, he's, he's eating. eating. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. No. We don't want to body shame Zach It's a Efron, good thing. But like, it's uh, not a bad thing. You know, he's got a little bit of a dad bod going. I don't think he belongs in this. I, I think he's looking. just good looking. Yeah, like, whether it's working out Zach Efron or dad bod out Zach Efron, I think he's both very attractive. There are a few other people on the list, but I think we yes. can just, Javier Bardem. Eh. I don't think he's attractive. I was gonna say I he th- doesn't belong on this. Like, is he good looking? He's Whoa, just, like, not attractive. you think he's just unattractive? No, I ju- yeah, I just don't think he's attractive. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Hot take. Hot, Jason hot Sudeikis. Take. He belongs on this list because mm. sometimes he's good looking. Sometimes I'm like, Meh. Marty said Kevin Bacon, and he also said, "Don't at me." So I'm literally adding you, Marty. <laughs> Okay, well, Devin's pumped about it, but I don't, like, he well, is... no, no, no. See, I, I think that's disrespectful. Oh, you You're think... saying that Kevin Bacon is not attractive ever? Correct. 
Correct. Don't at me. I think he is not on this list, nor is he on the good looking list. Get out. Go away. That's that's not true. Well, we shall agree to disagree on the whole Kevin Bacon thing. This has been ongoing for like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is a good looking man. He is not, but anyway. Next category. Mad, I think it's probably Maddie, on our Instagram asked, What are the cliches you love and hate? I love it. This in is romantic a romantic comedy. This is a good question. Cliches that I hate or dislike in rom-coms. Uh, someone making a bet about a potential love interest. So, like, I like the way they did it in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. But I find it's been done a lot. So, like, in She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, 10 Things I Hate About You. Maybe it's, like, a, it was a big 90s trend into the early 2000s. Because, like, we haven't really seen it since. But that's something that I'm like, well, you could probably, like, you know, I don't know, make that a little bit more modern. It seems like that's the easy thing when it's two people from entirely different yeah. um, friend groups or whatever. Cle- like, how am clicks? I going to bring these? Yeah. yeah. How am I going to bring these two characters together? Oh, somebody's betting somebody a, Let's a make thing s- or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one that I, <laughs> I hate is men falling in love with inappropriate women. So the worst, <laughs> the worst, I don't know if this comes to your mind right away, but never been kissed. She was of age, technically speaking, she was of age, but was undercover as a teenager. And the fact that the teacher was flirting with her constantly was super inappropriate. Judge Sarah's here. So and like she... that, Whew. that line, like that kind of cliche in a rom-com, I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Nobody needs that. And then, okay, you'll like this one. Hallmark movies do this basically in every movie where both characters, like both main characters, Absolutely have like a total full on hatred for each other. Oh, I hate that. And then by too. the end of the movie, they've completely fallen in love. She's given up her co- big corporate job in wherever she comes from for this small town life. Like it can be a bit overdone. So I would agree with that. There, there's specifically um, in the next question, the two movies that I've identified in the next question have that exact same flaw that you're okay. talking about. Yes, it, dri- it drives me crazy. It was very popular, weirdly. Yeah. Like in, in, you know, normal romantic comedies outside of the Hallmark <laughs> sphere yes. of influence. Okay. Like normal rom-coms did that a lot between like 07 and 2012 maybe. There was like a span where there are a couple mm-hmm. where they just like despised each other. And I'm like, why? This is kind of... And then it makes the love story for them to fall in love a little bit less believable because I'm like, yo, yes. 30 minutes ago you hated each other. Well, like, yeah. What are we talking and about, y- guys? You really have to have the writers make it convincing that they within an hour and a half span so like that's because that's what you have the yeah. first 30 minutes you hit each other in the last hour you have to convince the audience that they are truly in love i did want to say i wanted to end on a positive note i do love the grand gestures though they're always fun and i love to see how the directors and writers come up with new and on-trend gestures and my example of this would be when flash mobs were really big oh my god they're not friends like friends with benefits trust me that's not what i want to see now in a rom-com but you can almost pick you can almost like pinpoint a time period of when that movie was done based on the trends of the grand gestures. So yeah, like the flash mob in Friends with Benefits. In Friends with Benefits. Like I thought that was like, oh, so cute on trend, whatever. Oh, so cute. Okay, <laughs> what are your cliches that well, you I, I, I'm going to disagree hate? with that last one. All right. I don't like the grand gestures. I like the grand speeches. You know, give me uh, some good writing. Love it. Give me a story that one of the characters ne- needs to tell and it just it makes me think the love is believable. 
I don't need a grand gesture. I need a grand monologue. Okay, so very good writing comes into play there. For sure. I hate dress-up montages. Of you course know you do, because I love them. I also hate glam-up montages. Even we did Love and Basketball last episode, mm-hmm. and I thought, hey, like a very empowering movie, all this. St-. They still had a dress-up <laughs> montage. A short they, one. They still never been kissed her like what I'm thinking of She's All That is. Oh, she's all that. Oh, she's sorry, all that sorry. Her, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think when you think of a a glam up movie, everyone like who knows or who grew up in the '90s can pinpoint that she's all that. Yeah. Like that was the absolute epic like glow up montage. And I mean, there were some before and some after, obviously. But that one, for me anyway, I think of she's all that, and you think of she's all that. Our next category, we were asked, what are our least favorites? Romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first for this one? Yeah, sure. I mean, you brought up Hallmark movies at the end of our last question. I like just generally, I despise those. Yeah, generally speaking, I don't despise them. I just there's parts of them that I'm like, Meh. I don't think they're real rom coms. Anyway. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever. In the real rom com world, I'm thinking about things that we've either, you know, rewatched. Yep. Um, are on the pod. Two movies that come to mind, mm-hmm. and I mentioned it in the last question, Ugly Truth okay, and Bounty Hunter. Okay. I really, even thinking back, you know, I, I think a big part <laughs> of this pod is that, you know, we look at movies that we liked back in the 90s, 2000s, even 2010s. We rewatched 80s. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of times with stuff that has aged, the question becomes, has this aged gracefully or in these cases, honestly, these movies, I I can't even think of them the same way as I used to when they first came out. I thought both these movies were great, mm-hmm. and they now rewatching them, I I like some of the jokes are just maybe inappropriate now. The whole vibe of like, oh, we're gonna hate each other for like sixty minutes and then make up for the last thirty minutes of this movie. I just I don't really like that shtick. They've aged poorly, and I can't think of them the same way. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So I have a question for you because interestingly enough, if I recall correctly, both of the main male leads in Bounty Hunter and The Ugly Truth Gerard are Gerard Butler. Butler. Is times. it Gerard Butler that you don't like, or the writing for Gerard Butler? I think it's the writing for Gerard Butler and how he kind of he went through this phase that was like his. It's the same character in both movies. It. I agree. So there are uh, other things I love Gerard Butler in, but like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't love those. Okay, so for me, How Do You Know has been the l- biggest lunch bag letdown Ooh. for me. Expectations, Reese Witherspoon, Paul Rudd, but it just didn't really get, like I didn't get what I wanted out of it. I think it's hard to say, like I hate this movie or it's my least favorite because, because in the podcast we do A-rated rom-coms, B-rated rom-coms, C-rated rom-coms. Like, I would think that this would be, like, a C-rated rom-com or, like, even, like, an A-rated rom-com. Even though the actors and the cast, like, were stellar or are stellar in other movies, but they just didn't hit the mark for for me in this movie. And it's just some get a better budget quality or budget, you know, than others. But, no, I I absolutely agree with you, and I absolutely... I absolutely think that matters because, you know, we, we just did a TikTok the other day re- referencing this, how that movie lost $100 million. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I kind of think of that movie in the same realm as a definitely maybe. It wasn't like a blockbuster hit, like, oh my God, I got to go see this in theaters. 
it was like a B plus romantic comedy in terms of budget. Yes. And in terms of how it was promoted. And I think definitely maybe when you watch it, you think, wow, that that's that's hitting above its pay grade, right? Like that's a better movie than I think was budgeted. Right. Whereas How Do You Know, I think was in the same area, like a B plus, and it ends up being like a It was a massive flop. Like huge flop. I just yeah. so that if if you're asking what my least favorite rom com so far that we've done, or just in the in the grand scheme of the rom coms, um it's probably my least favorite that we've done so far. Yeah. Um, and I think it's an expectation yeah. versus reality thing. Yeah, like Reese Witherspoon hits it out of the park so many damn times. But this one, it just was like you expected more than what you got. And I think I said it in the podcast. Like, I came into the movie feeling the exact same way that I left the movie, <laughs> which was like I know, still know nothing about the plot or nothing about the movie. Like, nothing moved forward for me. Next, we have the rom-com life you would live for one day. This is a great question. It is really good This is good from uh, Meredith. Thank you for the suggestion. This one's good. This one's hard because all of the rom-coms I truly love are like um, on the dramatic side. <laughs> like if you're like, hey, would you like to live the life of the notebook? I'm like, meh. <laughs> love the movie. Makes me cry every time. Oh, God. Ooh, yeah. man. That's, that's a lot of emotion for one guy. I love definitely maybe Ryan Reynolds goes through the ringer in that crazy stupid love. I love it. I don't want to be a divorcee like Steve Carell, but um, where my wife's cheating on me with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. No, no. <laughs> I think I would shoot for like um for a forgetting Sarah Marshall because the story is a little bit heartbreaking, but it's not like you can overcome that kind of heartbreak. By the end of it, I end up with a Mila Kunis. My future looks bright. I just launched a, a comedy musical in L.A. Vampire comical. Yeah. A vampire uh-huh. comedy uh-huh. musical, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll also shout out Always Be My Maybe. Um, mm. Marcus Kim, Randall Park. Love it. I, I just like the, you know I what? I love that movie. My, my last two are kind of similar because I like Think Like a Man, specifically Dominic. <gasps> yes, that's a good one too. His storyline, I like that he's very passionate. He's very motivated, but he needed like that push. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns his own food truck, aspiring to be a restaurateur. Ends up with Taraji P. Henson. Love that. Randall Park. <laughs> Marcus Kim is with that the celebrity chef in Ali Wong. She's also opening restaurants. Maybe I just like eating food. And I'm I know, like, I was going to say, very how? like food-oriented. <laughs> how am I going to eat the most amount of food? Maybe ambitious, like goal-oriented. I think that's what it is. Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I like being Dig a little people. deeper. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? Okay, so for me, I think I'd do something. I agree with you. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, but I think I could also see myself in like an isn't, ro- isn't it romantic type situation or even like a clueless type of movie or like 10 Things I Hate About You would be a good one. All that teenage angst. Hold on. Um, you want to live in isn't it romantic? Yeah. So like, you're going to bonk your head and transport, <laughs> be transported into the world of a romantic well, like, it comedy. Was just like, it was like singing animals and like birds and like oh all this like pretty God. like wonderfulness. Um. I would not. You're like the perfect person to be on this freaking podcast, right? <laughs> what do you want in the perfect romantic comedy? I want a romantic comedy that is so cliche they're making fun of the cliches yes, of the rom-com. I think that would be really funny. Yeah. It, it No, it is really funny. <laughs> I really like that movie. Okay, but not. Stuff that I, like movies that I would not are Fifty First Dates or Life As We Know It. I would not want to forget things every single night and then have to learn them all over e- each and every day. And then... For life as we know it, I wouldn't want to lose my best friends in order to find the love of my life. And now finally, we have... Sarah's Quick Fact Showdown. Oh, give it some more gusto. Sarah's Quick Fact Showdown! Here we go! Woo! 
So if you listen to our episodes, you know that Sarah does her quick facts every episode. Yes. How much of that do you remember, though? More specifically, how much does Deb I was gonna say. remember? You listening along, you uh, can almost yes. play against me. Sarah's mm-hmm. going to ask quick facts that you have heard in previous episodes, and I have heard. Correct. Sitting across from you, listening. <laughs> if he does listen to me, yep. We're about to find out. <laughs> so let's play Sarah's Quick Facts Showdown. Hit me. Okay, so I have six questions. Okay. The first one is, this is a two-part question. True or false? Do Juliet's secretaries really exist? And what are they called? Yeah, Juliet's secretaries in the movie Letters to Juliet set in Verona, Italy. Yes. They do exist. Mm -hmm. They are employed by the city of Verona. Yes, they are. They are called... I can't remember what they're called. They're called the Juliet Club, and they actually organize events in honor of Romeo and Juliet. Number two, in the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, who is in the background when Jason Segel's character mocks Sex and the City while getting drunk at the bar? Oh, isn't it somebody from Sex and the City? Don't tell me it's Kim Cattrall. No, it's Cynthia Nixon. Question number three. What four other movies have Jason Segel and Paul Rudd starred in together? Okay. Um, Jason Segel, Paul Rudd, we're going to have Knocked Up. Ding. <laughs> oh, um, I Love You, Man. Correct. This is 40? Yes. I'm I, missing one. I don't think you're going to get this one. They were probably in Freaks and Geeks together, but that doesn't count. That's not a movie. Okay, I don't know. This is the end. Oh, whoa, yeah. what a good one. So Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd starred together in Knocked Up, I Love You Man, This Is 40, and This Is The End. Question number four. What TV show reunites Nazem Pedrad and Lamorne Morris? New Girl. Yes, you almost <laughs> didn't know that one. I, I, I was oh. about to say how I met your mother. <laughs> Lamorne Morris, love him. Number five. In the movie Drive Me Crazy, what were the band The Donnas formerly known as? The Donna's. I feel like it was a the name. Correct, yes. The the Donna's. Was it the Belladonna's? No, that's a good guess though. It was the Electrocutes. Oh. <laughs> Not even close. Damn. <laughs> I thought they just dropped the Bella. Yeah. Question number six and the last question. Final question, Kate. Here Final we go. question. In the movie Date Night, there are several characters who have been nominated for an Oscar. Who is the only actor to have actually won an Oscar? Date night. We've got Steve Carell. We've got Tina Fey. We have James Franco. We have Mila Kunis. We have Common. We've got a few others, but Ray Liotta's in that too. I feel like we talked about Common a lot that episode. Is it Common? It is Common. Here we go! For best original song in 2015 for the song Glory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good job. Here we go. Look at me go. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind mailbag episode. We obviously, you know, talked about a few things. We couldn't get to every question. Um, so, you know, to those who sent in questions and suggestions for this episode, don't worry. We will get to them um, yep. next time around. And if you have something that you're like, oh, man, I, I wish they would have talked about blank, you can um, you can send us an email. You know, I'll, I'll probably F it up and you'll be like, is this yeah, a 12-year-old emailing me back? Or, or you can message us on Instagram. Um, but yeah, if you have any ideas for our next mailbag episode, absolutely. Please let us know. So at Romcom Rewind on Instagram and TikTok, romcomrewind at gmail.com to email us. Thanks for listening. 